0: Welcome to Behind the Curl, where connection is created with one another through the sharing of the personal natural hair stories and experiences, as well as natural hair education brought to you by myself. I am a naturally textured curly hair specialist. I am also your host, Amy Bush, and I invite you to join me as we celebrate what is natural, beautiful, and authentic. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Girl with me as your host, Amy Bush. As I'm going throughout my life, just like you are, I'm sure that you come across things on social media. And one of the things that I saw recently was some information that I find pretty interesting. And I tend to be a little skeptical when I hear things. Then I'd like to dive into them and see what the science is behind what I've seen and what I've heard. So, the one I wanted to talk about today is the debate on whether it is better to air dry your curls or to use a hair dryer and dry and diffuse them. I'm not sure if you guys have heard this or come across it, but I have, and it was a while ago that I had heard it, and then more recently it popped up. So, I thought that I would dive a little deeper into the data and to see where that study came from, how it was performed, and was there truly any significant difference between the two so to start off the study that i had taken a look at was called the annals of dermatology that's a-n-n-a-l-s of dermatology by yoon hee lee md yoon duck kim md and wan su lee md this way if you wanted to do a little more research on your own you could and they had decided to take the hair And break it up into different groups so they had five test groups the first test group was no treatment nothing was done the second was drying without a hair dryer at room temperature that room temperature was approximately 68 degrees then drying with a hair dryer for 60 seconds at a distance of six inches at 120 degrees the next one was drying with a hair dryer For 30 seconds at a distance of 4 inches or at 140 degrees. And last was for 15 seconds, a distance of 2 inches at 200 degrees. So, what they were doing is they were trying to simulate what might be happening. Now, later on in the study, they also did a more extended testing of this group uh, so that the hair was completely dried because they were testing for water content at that time. I would like to refer to what they have quoted here as the results as well as what their conclusion is so the results from this after they did their studies was that hair surfaces tended to become more damaged as the temperature increased although no cortex damage which is the second layer underneath the hair was ever noted so What they're seeing is that the surface of the hair might play a role as a barrier in protecting the rest of the layers of the hair. Now, the cell membrane complex, which is that second layer of hair, was damaged only in the naturally dried group and without using a hair dryer. So, which means that using the hair dryer damaged the outer layer, the surface there, but not the second layer. But in air drying, the outer layer was protected, but it was the second layer that was damaged moisture content did decrease in all the groups except for the untreated control group but the differences in the moisture content among the groups were not statistically significant now one of the things that they found that was interesting on this is that over time hair color though did change and it tended to light and it was just after 10 treatments so the conclusion that they came to was this Although using a hairdryer causes more surface damage than natural drying, using a hairdryer at a distance of six inches in a continuous motion caused less damage than just drying hair naturally. As I had gone through this study and was doing the comparison, what I found was that the results and the differences between them were quite small and very, they were not significant at all. So my conclusion of all of this is that I don't think and I don't believe that it's going to matter so much that you need to go out of your way to change what you are doing just so that you can dry your hair with a hairdryer. I think if you like air drying, you enjoy the results, you like the results, you like how your curls look. I think and I believe that you can still continue to do that. I also believe that if you enjoy diffusing your hair and you like those results, that you can very safely and easily dry your hair. So my conclusion under this data is that we actually now have been given permission to dry our hair with a hair dryer, continuing to use methods that are going to maintain the moisture and preserve the integrity of the hair and not have to be worried about causing extra damage to our curls. I find it interesting that in another paragraph down in the study, it says, Hair dryers, which are commonly used for drying hair, also can cause hair damage. The patterns of heat damage caused by hair dryers have been investigated. Yet the best way to dry hair without damage remains unclear. So what I understand from this is that either way, there's going to be a tiny little bit of damage to the structure of the hair. Whether it's on the outer surface layer, cuticle, or whether it's in the cortex, which is the layer right underneath the cuticle. I'm not sure that you can actually compare damage to damage, it's like apples to oranges here because yes, we know the effects of water. Water does swell the hair, does weaken the hair. So part of the idea and the concept is is that while the hair is drying naturally, the water is swelling it, the hair is in a fragile state because it is temporarily breaking the hydrogen and the sulfur bonds, but they do harden after the hair dries. Now, when the hair is wet and in a weakened state, things we want to avoid are continuously touching our hair, breaking our fingers through it, constantly combing through it, stretching it, getting it caught in our purse straps, or, you know, just getting roughed up during that process of drying. That's where some of that damage happens. Also, the longer that it's wet, just even in styling, the more weight that is on the hair. Now, that works for your heavier, coarser, thicker hair types that maybe you don't want as much volume. But if you want to have volume, then on your finer, high porosity hair textures, that's where you're probably going to want to add the hair dryer to get some volume fullness. Now when using a hair dryer, it almost causes a effect of like flash drying, right? Because the hair is getting pushed up into the curl and up and lifted from the scalp. And then it gets dried into place because it's drying quickly so you have more spring. So as that hair dries and since it dries faster, you are going to ultimately have less damage to the hair because now it's going to re at a much quicker rate than if you're air drying. However, safe practices with diffusing are going to be the rec- I'm going to make a recommendation for things such as not holding the hairdryer in one spot for an excessive amount of time you do want to keep it moving. You can choose to hold the hair dryer and the diffuser 6 inches away from the hair and do what we call a hover technique. Where you're kind of hovering it around. This would be the slowest time frame to dry your curls. Now, you can also cup the curls into the diffuser and just shorten the amount of time to just a few seconds in each spot and then remove the diffuser and cup And place up against the scalp in another area. This is going to be quicker and faster than just the hover technique. When cupping and holding the hair in the hair dryer, then you're going to use a shorter period of time concentration in one area. Now, one of the things that it does admit in the article that it does not talk about is products, conditioning treatments, repair products, things that help to protect that outer layer of the hair. Most times, when we are styling our hair and using a diffuser and a hair dryer, we are going to have product in it. That product offers a certain amount of protection. So that's an important piece of the puzzle here to also consider, is which products are gonna protect our hair best. So I encourage you to go take a look at this article, kinda see what you get from it and what you think, and compare the differences in your own hair and see what is working best for you. Remember, there's always more than one answer. It is the right answer for each individual. And feel free to let me know in the comments below what your opinion is. We'd love to have a great discussion on this. Take care and much Carol Love. If you have really enjoyed listening today and would like to have me address any questions you may have, or if you are inspired to be interviewed on this podcast with your story, with either your success journey or you would even appreciate extra help with your curls, send all correspondence to me at ambushcurlacademy at gmail.com. I would love to add your voice and inspire other listeners. Now I have an opportunity that is special for all of you that are hairstylists, or maybe you are not, but you know a hairstylist. And if you were inspired by what you heard and seeking to expand your curl education, I'd like to invite you to visit the Ambushed Curl Academy website. There you will find my online curl education course I created in order to inspire other hairstylists. If you have any questions, I can be reached at ambushedcurlacademy at gmail.com and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me today. It has been a pleasure to have this opportunity to celebrate natural curls with you. And until we meet again, Love your curls and embrace the natural beauty that is unique to you.